like I've always said to myself, like I've done the, some of the traveling that I've done, I've always said if the worst thing is that I end up back exactly where I just left off, that doesn't seem that bad. Mm. And that actually gave me the courage to go, mm. right? But imagine I perceived that as a failure. Mm-hmm. If I was like, if I come back and the, if I come back to this point, I'm a failure. Well, one, maybe I don't go on the plane. Two, maybe I don't, maybe I don't come back out of misery, uh, out, of, out of pride or ego instead of coming back and just being like, oh, I tried and it didn't work, right? So much can sit in like just a, a, like, you know, the framing of how you're framing failure, you know? Coming back to where you started, is that failure or is it not? And I think sometimes what we discount is we discount how much you can learn by just going out and coming back to the exact same spot. Yeah, because they go back to the same circumstance, but you don't come back as the same person. Ooh. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Mask Elinity Podcast. I'm your co-host, CK, a.k.a. Coach Kyle. What's going on, my people? It's your boy, Anwar Ahmed, a.k.a. A-squared. And today, we're having a conversation about change. Do you dislike change? Is change something you actively avoid? Is change all you're ever in? What seasons of life are you in? Are you feeling stuck in a certain part of life and that change may be necessity, but it might not be where you feel comfortable taking on? Let's talk about it. Let's get into the nitty gritty and unpack all things change. And this is perfect because I'm in a huge moment of change. I literally changed the entire country in which I live in. So I'm in a huge, huge transition with that. So I'm excited to get into this. This is the perfect timing to have this conversation. And Anwar's in the same position, which uh, he'll dissect more and I'll give him some space to do so as well. But before we get into the podcast episode today, you know what time it is, folks. It is Move. Hey, yo, what's going on? C to the K to the K to the K. What's going on? Mood check, baby. Let's go. Uh, all right. Mood time. What's my mood today? What's your mood today, by the way? What's your mood today? I hope you're going through this with us, uh, ensuring that you are asking yourselves the same question as you go throughout your day. What is my mood? Getting in tune with our emotions, getting in tune with who we are in that moment instead of kind of bypassing it, just acknowledging it. So what's my mood today? It is excited for this conversation. It is grateful for the sun around me. And it is 112 times more calm than yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday was a completely different day, which is going to come out in this conversation. So I'll dissect that a little bit more in that experience. But today I woke up much more refreshed. I had a really good sleep just reminding myself Mm. of uh, the bare necessities, food, water, sleep. If you can take care of those Mm -hmm. three, life tends to process a little bit easier. So I feel like I gathered some some Zs, some well-deserved, well-needed Zs, and I'm feeling uh, a little bit more recharged today. That's my mood. Nice. Love that. I I literally was like in my head, I was like, just while you're going through that, I was listening to the body, uh, the sensation. I was like... I feel like I didn't sleep well at all, at all last night. So as you, were literally, <laughs> as you were literally saying that, I was like, man, I think I'm a little, uh, I, I feel like, you know, when, I don't know if this happens to people, but sometimes I can't get into, it's like, there's too much on my mind 
that it's hard to get into a deep enough sleep. You know, it almost mm. just feels like you're kind of just like closing your eyes for a bit and then you wake up, but your brain is just like rapidly going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, you can I'll, feel I'll like it. wake you, up at like 2.32 in the morning and just be like, zinc. And, and like just ready like, to go. Ready to like finish the essay that you're kind of yeah. writing <laughs> and you didn't even know that you're writing. Like, you know, yeah, 100%. just so alert. Um, actually, like, you know, now that I'm reflecting on it, I used to feel like that when I was in university and had an exam. You know, you would like mm-hmm. go to sleep, but you, the the test would be on your mind so heavily. By the time you wake up, you're just like in answer mode. Like you're like, okay, cool. So <laughs> the definition of this is still this. Um, that's how it's been, but it's been more about my life. Um, it hasn't been like, you know, an assignment or something I'm studying. It's been more about just like, you know, you ask yourself big questions. You can, I can really get myself into some deep thoughts sometimes. And uh, it, I, I notice it. I'll like wake up and be like, why are you so tired? I'm like, oh, I'm doing a little bit too much of deep thinking like right before bed or um, like, you know, so I got to find a way to maybe disengage a little bit with my thoughts before going to sleep but mm. yeah good, think, aware, good awareness though because i think we all do that we all find ourselves like rapid braining before bed and then we wonder why we're having such a difficult time sleeping you know what i mean right <laughs> literally they're like prioritize seven hours of sleep and then you spend you know three hours getting yourself hyped up about stuff that <laughs> you don't even need to be worried about um but yeah i think that right now how i'm feeling um big fan of september big fan of this conversation i've always loved it. i still operate in school hours university hours i still operate in like you know those like september being the the beginning you're, of the year so you're the only person i've ever met in my entire life that says i love september i remember when you first told me that i said september that's the weirdest month i've ever heard of somebody thriving and enjoying so give the people what do you what do you mean this is what i mean this is what i mean it's it's interesting i just had this conversation with a friend of mine in the summer, right, you have, let's call it June, July, August. It feels like typically the things that you build or the, the work that you put towards what you want from September to May, you sow in June, July, August, mm. you know? It's kind of like, you know, someone, someone once said to me, you know, summer bodies are built in the winter, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And it kind of has that, I love that idea of like, okay, how is next summer going to look for me? And, and that how it's going to look is predicated on what I do right now, right? Mm. From September to May, how much excitement is next summer going to bring me based on what I'm thinking about right now, you know? And I love this idea of just being able to get back to the whiteboard of your life and just, okay, that was, and you're so you're coming off of the back of excitement, right? So you know what it feels like to be, hopefully you had a good summer or you at least attempted to, you know, go out and do some fun things. I'm not trying to uh, over project if that wasn't your narrative, but if you did go out and have a good time, say you went to two concerts or, you know, it's, it's almost kind of like, man, that's, that was cool. Can I do that again and more? And if I want more, what am I going to implement in my life right now to achieve more for, for next time the summer comes around, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you had a shitty summer, let's say you weren't able to do things because, you know, the, the cards weren't in your favor and stuff like that. It's like, well, how do I set myself up to make sure that next summer I can have a better summer? You know, it's this, it's this feeling of like, if that's the, the reward, if that's the, let's say, the short-term destination, I know that like my plan, my strategy in September is going to like be the, what I sow in June, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love that the paradox is just so close. Like you're just coming out of it and you're just in like the you know the brainstorming session of like you know how you're going to plan out the next bit so um, got it okay yeah yeah yeah. i like that that's a good that's a good representation um and it's perfect so it's december september now so what's what's this man's mood <laughs> he's in my, it I'm, yeah my mood is just like it's 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 
the world's your oyster type of mentality, right? It's mm -hmm. like you can get into whatever you want to get into, right? This is September. You're back at the whiteboard. There's no pressure on what you want to put on this whiteboard. It's like you can review it how you want to review it. Where June and, or sorry, January or midway through the year, you're kind of like comparing what your thought process was to where you're at, right? It's like I've written goals down. Where am I at in accordance to those goals? September just feels like, like in university, what course do you want to take this year? It's just so open-ended. Like it's just so like... But in January, it's like, how are those courses going? Are you yeah, enjoying yeah, it? Yeah. Are you, you know, there's less choice. There's, it feels like there's less creativity. There's more of like the, how are you doing about the things that you said you were going to do? Where September, it's like the whiteboard's empty. I can do whatever I want. And I love that freedom. <laughs> I love that ability to like, you know, um, take everything that I've learned and uh, apply it to um, another year. Um, and so I feel very, I feel very free. I feel very... Um, in control i feel like i'm in the driver's seat of my car um and uh very very excited that's uh that's a, that's that's definitely a feeling that's running through my body right now is, is excitement so um that's kind of where i'm at amazing i love that and i can sense the excitement in your voice which is always that just might be the tell. coffee <laughs> a little bit of coffee a little bit of, a little bit of inner excitement a little bit of combination hey nothing yeah. wrong with it nothing wrong with it that, that uh, might that might that might be the starbucks cold brew my boy oh that's yeah i miss those days i miss a good Ooh, uh, starbucks that, blonde roast that that that's stuck to the gut there that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. some drip don't mind me <laughs> I was just poking the bear there. He was Kyle was telling me he's struggling to find some good coffee in Costa Rica right now. So I just absolutely just brought up Thanksgiving dinner and he hasn't had a nice home cooked meal. That's that's a that's a frustrating place to be. Um, uh, it's, it's funny too because people say that like Costa Rica is known for their coffee. So I was like, perfect, let's do this. And then it's been uh, I feel like there's no guideline to it. I feel like there's just a million different types here now. So that you got to still go through the same process of selection I did when I was home. Uh, so we're still working through it. And I found like some good ones, but not like the the home run. I haven't found the home run yet. So we'll find mm -hmm. it. We'll get there. We're staying active and doing it and trying every coffee shop possible. Um, yeah. Coffee shops here, they don't really like to make a brew. They like to make an espresso. They like to make an espresso-based drink. So mm. like getting a good brew is uh, uncommon. So you got to make it at home and your drip coffee machine. And then Lord knows drip coffee machines are not always the best machines. So it's, you know, am I really maximizing my coffee experience? I don't know. Anyways, I, I'm a, I love coffee. So this is a hilarious conversation, but I could we do a whole episode on coffee. <laughs> but why, don't you why don't you tell the people why we're here? How did we get to this part? Um, how are we having this conversation? I actually think that's a brilliant segue, right? You guys are in real time listening to Kyle transition into accepting the new coffee norms over there, <laughs> right? Like it's, and it's, especially when it's like a pivotal part of your day, like I love coffee and I am struggling to find it. Hashtag growth, hashtag change, hashtag transition. You know, it's like this idea that sometimes in life, it's not always going to go exactly how, you know, you want it to go, but it's your willingness to kind of accept and adapt. Um, obviously we always, we, we come together and we think about topics that we want to talk about. And this one, it was an interesting one because it kind of came to me organically, you know, ironically enough, I went to go grab a coffee and I went to a local park and I just kind of sat there. Um, and I was just thinking about the podcast and thinking about topics and, um, uh, it was cold. So I was wearing a sweater 
You know, I had this realization. I was like, man, I was in shorts and sandals like a second ago and now I'm in a sweater, you know, <laughs> and I'm looking around, I'm looking at the trees. I'm like, the leaves are falling, you know, the sun is there, but it's like the temperature is definitely colder, you know, and it, it just kind of dawned on me. It's like, you know, nature just transitions all the time. Every year it's the same and it's, it's, it's effortless, you know, and we never question it. We never, we allow it to do its thing and, you know, we adapt to it and every year, we adapt. We go from shorts to hoodies. We go from this and we just follow the pattern. We, we, and, and we, and we like get the grit that it takes to just be like, you know, we all want summer to never end. Right. But, and we don't want it to never end, but we accept that it is ending and we change and we adapt to what's coming. And then we keep doing that. Right. And I realized I was just like, but we don't do that in our lives. Sometimes we don't force the change because we don't trust ourselves to adapt you know, but we, but when nature changes, we adjust on the fly. We do it so naturally. We do it so organically, but we don't do that for ourselves, even though we know that the learnings we're going to get from the adapting or the, ch the change that we're going to see, the growth that we're going to see from forcing some change into our life could be so beneficial to us, you know? And I think that it was just a very serendipitous moment, just thinking about, you know, you going through your change me going through the changes that I'm going through and then just naturally being able to look out and, just, and, and accept that even the biggest thing that, you know, the mother nature does this change thing, you know, and I think that there's a lot to be learned about change and I've gone through a lot of change in my life in terms of like where I've lived and, uh, you know, internal change and identity change. And, you know, there, there, there is a common theme between that. And I thought, wow, what a powerful conversation to unpack at this time um, of the year where everyone's maybe it's top of mind for them. You know, this, uh, this idea of like, okay, like, let me, what am I going to do? What, what am I going to put on this whiteboard this year? You know, am I going to pick the same goals I always pick and fail myself? Or am I going to go for, go for some real change? Really, really, really try to, um, become something, the person that I want to be. Mm -hmm. uh, profound. And in the prep for this conversation, I felt like that was such an important part of this journey is to recognize um, that in that moment, uh, what I would gather is that you were kind of going through a moment of change yourself where instead of being in the realm of staying busy and like getting pen to paper and just like trying to force out notes and force out ideas and really trying to like generate, 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 you kind of allowed those messages to arrive to you and you were just observing the nature around you and instead of trying to navigate the nature, manage the nature, uh, construct the nature, you are just observing the nature. And as nature does, nature gives you the sign. And if you're paying close enough attention, you'll be able to take something from it. And just being able to like identify where that plays a part in your life is powerful. And, and for me, one of my favorite parts about being where I am, which is why it resonates with me so much, is because the concept of being present with nature and the lessons nature has for us is endless and it's only going to be endless though if you're paying attention which you were mm -hmm. that other morning and that's what i love about that story is you were paying attention and i think that speaks so so well to where we're at in the digital age right it's like we're so distracted that we can't even sometimes we don't even can't even notice things that are right in front of us mm -hmm. you know because we're so distracted, you know, 
Um, and I'm and on a social media break right now too, right? So it's like, uh, I, I, I yep. wonder, like, I wonder if I was on social media having the coffee in the park, like, would, would it have come to me the same way, right? It was this weird idea of like, and I remember, I remember the feeling, like I sat down and I grabbed my phone and I was just like, oh, well, there's nothing on here for me right now to distract myself. So I just kind of put it down and just like looked up, you know, and it was kind of like just like a natural, like, like, let's just, I guess people watch or observe or just kind of just like be okay with knowing that you don't have to go to a digital, you ha- you're not escaping anything. Just be, just, mm. just be here, you know? And I wasn't actually, I didn't go to the park to like think about podcast topics. I just went to the park to be like, I'm going to go here for 15 minutes. Actually, my real idea was I just want to be in the sun for a little bit, get some vitamin mm. D, just be in the sun. And then just like, you know, get the 10 minutes of sun in you, have your first couple sips of uh, coffee and then go home and like start some work. And it just kind of just in that silence, it just kind of came, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that what you're really speaking to there is that like, it's amazing what can come to you when you, when you just stop actually. And it started creating, you observe, you know? And you listen, like you said, in the silence, it came. <sighs> Mic drop. In the silence, it came. And, the, and that, and therein lies the challenge of life. We're so busy creating noise and not busy enough listening but how much we gain by sitting in the listening, even if it's just with our own thoughts, or we're so in many ways fearful of them, fearful of what they might create, fearful of the feelings that might come from them. So instead of listening, we avoid and we fill. And even through this experience, I've been doing that. I've been like, okay, let's join this group and let's take this course and let's try this out because listening feels just like too much. There's just, mm-hmm. there might be too much of a feeling and I don't want to go there. So let's just fill the space instead of sitting, observing, allowing. And in many ways, this is a bit of a triggering word for people, but surrendering to the process, to the moment and allowing what is meant to come in that specific space, allow that to come to you, which is exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. I love that word, man. I love the word surrendering. That's like something I've written down many times. And I think that like... I've always just thought like deeply, like if I can learn how to surrender more and give up control, I actually might gain more control. You know, it's like trying to manhandle advert, like trying to like, like bulldoze your way through things and just a feeling or a situation or a thought process or whatever the case may be. Um, If you could just like surrender to it, you might find some more peace, you know? And I've always just felt like, okay, well if I, if I'm gripping the steering wheel so tight, you know what I mean? Is it better? Am I just better off, um, you know, surrendering and just like, you know, letting go of what may and, and, and trusting the fact that I can adapt. I think that's the coolest part about being in this world of transition and change is that like if you get out of the driver's seat of trying to control and you get into the driver's seat of like, I will adapt to whatever circumstance comes my way. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's a shift. That's a massive shift um, because like the weather, you can't predict it. You can't predict what's coming, right? Mm-hmm. So to try to be in control is is a hard goal to obtain, you know? A better goal to obtain is if it's raining, I got a poncho. If it's sunny, mm-hmm. I got shorts. If it's this, I got this, you know? If this happens, I got this toolkit in my bag. If this, these are my, these are my ways of responding to how things are going. And I trust that I have the ability to, if I don't have a poncho, figure out how to get a poncho, right? Like that, that, that creative, that, that, that ability to adapt on the fly and change. And that's really some of the real building blocks I learned when I was younger 
uh, in moving and stuff like that was just applying the same, the trusting that I made a friend once I can make a friend again. That's mm-hmm. what got, that's what gets you through that. Right. Not being like, can my, can my friends from this city move to this city? I don't want to do it again. Like, let me just transport these friends. Right. Cause just, that's not realistic. That's just mm-hmm. not a, and it makes me think very philosophically. I don't know what that is. I, can, I feel the sense of relating all this all back to the seasons. And that's why we're having this conversation is the seasons of life, the seasons of nature and the change. And in Canada, there are a, a deep, deep cycle of four seasons. And as summer slowly fades, the weather gets a little colder, the leaves start to fall, they start to die. And through that process, the nature doesn't question itself in the sense that I may not be here in the next summer. It doesn't question itself. It surrenders to the process, trusting that it has done the job that it needed to do in order to move through the challenge of winter. So it doesn't try to control how things go. It drops seeds and and hopes that they'll plant in the new year. Um, it understands that uh, if the storm comes, that I'll stand st- sturdy and firm until the sun comes out again and I'm able to flourish in that environment. But I don't go anywhere. In many ways, I'm thinking of a tree. A tree loses all of its leaves, but it doesn't move. It's firm in its foundation. It's built strong enough roots so it knows that it's not going anywhere. And it's stored enough for the winter and it knows that it will grow even more beautiful the following year uh, when that winter does end up passing because it always does. And the tree knows that. The tree trusts that. Nature trusts that that's what the process will be for it. It doesn't question. It doesn't fall over. Um, it doesn't waver in its essence. And I think there's so much for us as humans to learn about that process that nature moves through through the seasons is that it doesn't waver, that it does navigate it moves through those experiences with a willingness and a trust big word in there for me i love that you said is trust and i guess guess the 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 big million dollar question is is how do you gain that willingness Mm. like you know that unwavering willingness and trust that you know it's going to be okay right Mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to move through uh, some of these challenges and um I think to add to the season conversation, because I think that, you know, visually this is how I kind of always viewed the season is that like summer kind of has this bit of a high to it. Mm-hmm. Summer is a high. Let's call winter a low. Right. And it beautifully represents, you know, the highs and lows of life. But then you have fall and spring, which always felt transitional to me. It, it always felt like it's a little bit good. Like the sun is out. Yes. But it's not that warm. You know, it has this little bit of like and these are the areas in life where. You know, I even used to always say like in relationships, it's more about the fall and the spring than it is about the summer and the winter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about like, are do we like each other when we're just kind of in the, you know, things aren't really high right now. Things aren't really ho- low right now because those are really extreme emotions and you can pull. So when you're in a relationship that has a lot of volatility, either up or either down, it's, it seems exciting, but it's like it's exhausting, right? Because you're mm-hmm. always in a high or you're always in a low. You know, I think that a lot of relationships and a lot of people um, thrive better if you can live in the fall and the spring of life, you know, and then whoo, there's a high, that's awesome. Oh, there's a low, we can navigate that, but we're, we're trying to aim for that fall spring. And I think that there's, there's something about those seasons to me that is very, very reminiscent of how life actually feels to me. You know, it's like, oh, there's some good things about 
the day today and there's some bad things. It was sunny this morning. It's cloudy right now, you know, and in your day, if you can have a couple things that are good and a couple things that are challenging and maybe not your favorite, you're going to grow from that experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that's, that's, that's something I've really, really loved about, you know, just visualizing nature over time and just being able to compare it and, and, and correlate it to actual real life. Mm-hmm. And in, in prep work, I think that what you just speak, spoke to to give more language to is that if you're in a space where the seasons change consistently like that, um, you can leverage that. Like you can use those experiences to your advantage. You know, like you've done for September, you know, that's a rebirth process for you. You know that that's a space to start uh, getting back to the whiteboard, erasing what's no longer serving you and restart and see what's what else is there. And maybe it is what you had already written, but at least you're getting that clarity again. And in many ways, what you're doing, what I hear anyway is that when you leverage the seasons to your advantage, you give yourself the ability to stop fearing the winter and stop relying so heavily on the summer. Mm -hmm. So you give yourself the experience of moving through all four of spring, summer, fall, winter um, with an intentional focus, with purpose. So in summer, you get to thrive in a way. You get to live that high. But when September comes, if you're still latched on to what's already passed well then when winter comes it's going to be really difficult for you to move through that experience because you're still wishing it was still summer but the Mm -hmm. truth of your experience is it's no longer summer that season that space has passed and if we're holding on to what has already left us then we are not going to feel prepared or trusting in ourselves to be able to handle what is in fact about to happen which it is about to get dark and cold and a little bit more difficult and that season transition is a great opportunity to prep for that in many ways to walk yourself through what's about to happen and build some trusting habits some trusting perspectives trusting beliefs so that when winter comes and you can feel that natural seasonal depression you know how to move through it you know how to walk yourself through it or where to go if you can't you've built that system that thesis, that model that will allow you to step into spring, not having winter absolutely crush you, not having Mm -hmm. that darker season absolutely crush you. Um, It gives you that ability to walk into the following year, the following season with more power, more focus, a elevated almost sense of you because you embraced, this is going to sound cheesy, but you embraced the darkness rather than fearing Mm -hmm. the darkness. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's so beautifully said, Kyle. I think that you really articulated that well. One thing I, I encourage you to ask yourself too, Kyle, Kyle spoke of that in like a very poetic kind of like, you know, as if every season for everybody, you know, was kind of happening at the exact same time. The, the, the difference between like the seasons in life mm. is that it might be winter for you while it's summer, summer for somebody else. Yes, and well said. That, that is the real the real challenging part about being a human, right? It'd be like, the cool thing is that like, we're all going through the seasonal change. It's just, it's upon us. Summer has ended for everybody. Fall has started for everybody. It's a, it's a very clear line, but in life you might be in the winter part when someone else is in the summer part, you might be in the fall part when somebody else is in the winter part. Right. And that's where we really struggle sometimes in life because you're so upset about where your circumstances are. Right. Instead of being like, oh, my God, it's summer for you right now. That's dope, man. It's going to be summer for me soon. Right. Instead of having this idea that it's okay to be in the season that you're in. So, like, ask yourself, what season are you in right now and why are you upset about that season? 
right? Are you upset because the people beside you are, because you got to understand that it was winter for them too at one point, right? You just happen to be seeing summer, right? Like this is what social media does. It, it shows yes. everybody's summer, right? Which makes you feel insecure and, and, and judging about your, your, your falls, your springs, your winters, you know? But if you can just accept the weather that you're going through, like me and you are dealing with two completely, diff- two completely different weathers right now. I'm not... If I look at it raining here and it's sunny for you over there and I'm like, oh, my God, this city is horrible. And I, I, I go down that rabbit hole of, of tra- but, but, hey, it's going to be sunny. To, maybe it's sunny tomorrow in, in Toronto and it's raining for you. You know, it's like you don't know what people are going through. And we don't um, fully understand the depths of, you know, how even and someone's in that season or how they got into that season. Right. Um And so that is the real like that's the humanization of like, okay, the seasons are unanimous, but if you can really understand that, like the reason why we struggle is it's this comparison, man. It's comparison to being like, man, even like if you grew up very poor and you know, you're hanging out with people who have had it good their whole life, you might be feeling like these, it's been summer for these people their whole entire life. What do they know about winter? <laughs> right. And then you carry that with you. Like as if you can't, but to your point, if you embrace your own winter, summer will come. You know, if you can embrace your, the weather that you're going through, summer will come. And I had this real life experience when I was in Australia. Like it was sunny for dude, like seven months in a row. I rem- I literally remember saying to myself, like, how do you guys channel grit? Like if it's just sunny all the time, like I remember it bothering me. Like I, I remember like actually being like, I, en- I actually like the seasons because of how much of a reminder it is about real life. You know, if it's sunny every day, all the time, how do you naturally understand like, oh, there's like a grit to life, you know, mm-hmm. like that there's like a, oh, we got to push through some stuff here or, oh, we got to, um, because it's just, oh, it was literally always sunny. And I remember being like, if I had to raise a child in Australia, I would have to like manufacture grit. I would actually, I would have to actually find a way to manufacture challenge, whether like weather wise or like it would be a harder lesson to learn versus me growing up in Winnipeg. It was going to be minus 40 from October until, <laughs> so whether you liked grit or not, you were going to figure it out. You know, yeah. you, you would have to bear it. Like you would have to fight through something, you know? So you're going to get tougher skin. And what did that do? It made me come to a city like Toronto. And it's like, you guys are, you're, you're mad about 10 degrees. I've been in minus 30. Yeah. Right. Where it, so I had a real so life sad. example of that where I was like, yo, in Australia, I was like, yo, how do you guys, where do you guys find the motivation to like actually like get through some shit? Like, honestly, and then, so it's 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 interesting. It's very interesting. It's well said too. It's very well said. I mean, the profound explanation you gave of the navigating your own unique season needs more breath, needs more air. And I'm not going to ramble on about it. I just want to stop point. And if you didn't catch that and you're listening to me speak now, I want you to rewind for like the last two three minutes and just go back to what he just said. So something that Anwar and I both deeply value in our lives is personal development and not just talking the talk, but also walking the walk, which is one of the fundamental reasons why we created this podcast is to support you in having the tough conversations and then feeling confident and safe to take new action with this new knowledge. So what we've decided to do to support you in this is we've partnered with Men's League, a men's mental health platform whose biggest focus is to make a systemic shift and how we view what being a man is and what masculinity entails. 
Their mission is to provide a diverse group of like-minded men with a support system surrounding their mental health, their physical health, their financial aptitude, and their personal relationships. Men's League is a space where you commit to improving yourself. You commit to improving your mental health and becoming a better man. So what does Men's League offer? Well, let's get into it. First and foremost, they're a private community for men, which includes a chat forum and also monthly Zoom calls where you come together, discuss a topic, and you just partake in conversation with other men. I've taken part in so many of those. They're one of my favorite things. Mental health check-ins. So this is huge. This is unlimited 45-minute sessions with mental health professionals. Incredible. You always have that help at your access. Discounted one-on-one and group coaching services, a whole mental health resource library to help you manage your day-to-day and real-life issues. Exclusive membership offers. This is cool. They have discounts for men's clothing and health products. And this is my personal favorite part because I've partaken in it a lot, is professionally made online self-development courses that you can take at your own pace. They're always available to you. And they'll help you with your relationships, your physical health, and your financial aptitude. So if you're looking to get involved, we in Men's League are excited to offer you a 50% off of your first year membership. To do, to join the league, go ahead and click that link in the bio or go to mensleague.com. And don't forget to enter a promo code MODERNMASK50 and get access to everything they have to offer. Men, we see you, we hear you, and we are standing tall beside you in this arena of misunderstood masculinity. We'll see you back in the episode. But to move forward, I, I think it's interesting because it does represent the people you meet that you're you're very aware like you are um, an island person right like you're very much an island type person because you can tell they're almost like it's very carefree it's very like everything is good no worries it is what it is but how much of that mindset gets you towards accomplishing anything beyond that right if everything is just easy in that way, it's always sunny outside, then you'll never know what it's like to navigate the different experiences. Like you said, grit um, would be a good example of that. There's no grit to your your stature. So it's very calm all of the time. And I think there's a lot of power to that. It just depends on what you want with your life. It depends on where you want to go. Um, that island type mindset, nothing wrong with that. Will that help you build a business that thrives? If that's what you want, maybe not. Maybe when that struggle does come, that challenge does come, it is what it is, or it's all good, isn't necessarily the concept that you need in that moment. There is one where it says, oh, shit, I got to pivot, like hard. It's different than, okay, this is what it is. It's different, right? And I can sense that even just being Mm -hmm. where I am in my environment, it's very carefree, very casual. And the way that they live here is just their daily life like there's nothing really beyond that i go to work and i come home and it's over and it ends and this is my casual almost carefree life and that's great for them and for me it's not i would like more i have the westernized mindset of having more so i'm gonna need some grit for that i'm gonna need some discipline for that i'm gonna need uh an ebb and flow a little bit in order for me to be able to get there Um, And it's ironic that that speaks exactly to my challenges that I've actually currently faced, which I will get into through this conversation. But uh, the the interesting paradox of how when you're in the seasons, you hate them. But when you're out of the seasons, you're like, oh, that was actually really useful. Like that actually really helped. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Taking advantage of us. 
just that universal reminder right it's just a yeah. very like it's a it's a nudge in the right direction of like you know i think i had a conversation with you talking about re, like changing the language of grind mode because i like the word grind mode i like yeah. that it's like my body understands like oh okay you had some fun let's go create some stuff you know to have more fun but grind mode has now been synonymous with you know burnout and like you know literally you bring up the energy of grinding and whatever and it like triggers like burnout not thinking about yourself all of these like extra things you know what i mean that kind of come with the terms um and so though i like i I love the you know zero dark 30 i love the mamba mentality i love the like grind mode and i still really resonates with those terms i think that changing the language around that that is still a little it opens up the door for like caring about yourself a little bit as well is important like how can you engage in grind mode or whatever your grind mode is um but still be but still have a little bit of sunshine you know throughout mm-hmm. the grind mode um you know and not be holding out till you get x to to to, to, to feel a little bit of you know sun you know so mm-hmm. it's that's what i think um the, the the big challenge is but i wanted to ask i wanted to ask you you know kind of moving towards the second part of this conversation you've just literally have gone through a big challenge um and without going into a little bit more of your experience just more so just the feelings you know like what do you think were some of the biggest challenges slash fears that came with the idea of doing something different whether it be this transition that you're going through right now or previous transitions that you've gone through before mm-hmm. What are some of the initial like feelings that you have to work through or you identify it as like, these are the things that come up for me anytime I'm embarking on something new? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, th- I think that this is going to be the easiest one to speak to. So I'll keep it current. I think that there's a lot of rawness to my experience right now. And so at the beginning of 2022, my partner and I agreed that we were going to change our environment. We were going to move. We wanted to be somewhere that was more uh, our climate. So hot, uh, sunny, more vibrant, water, ocean specifically. And so after some research, we discovered that we would go to Costa Rica. And neither of us have been here before. Neither of us have ever been to Costa Rica. So it was a big leap of faith. And sometimes we joke about how we booked it too early (laughs) too far in advance because from january until august we had all of that time to think about it and to um, wrap our minds around a million different stories that are made available to you in the span of six months and those stories can be very tormenting very uh fearful and honestly, in many ways, just very self-deprecating. It's like, you won't be able to do this. You won't be able to make that work. Um, what, you should probably just stay where you are. Um, who, 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 what do you even do over there? Like, what's the quality of life there? You don't even know. So why are you going somewhere you don't even know? Um, are you going to even enjoy the weather? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, you're so used to the seasons. Like, why don't you just like, it's winter, but like, oh, I kind of almost could stay for winter because I know what winter is. So why don't I just, why don't I just stay? Um, are we going to be able to handle it as a partnership? Are we going to be able to work through things together in that new way? Uh, what are we going to do? What about money? What about internet connection? What about things in the ocean? Like, I'm not a, I love the ocean, but I love beachside. I don't necessarily love being in the ocean. So what about the things in the ocean? And to add, like, I'm a hypochondriac, so I have a fear of getting sick. 
and worrying about those things is a commonality for me. So what if that happens and all of this stuff. And I think the biggest one, the biggest story that came up out of all of that was um, what if you can't handle it? Mm. What if you, what happens when you can't handle it? And then my mind goes into, well, you can't get home and then you'll be kidnapped and you'll believe it living on the streets in Costa Rica. And, um, I don't even know all of the wild outrageous stories I just gave. There's more, but that's, those are the ones that really come to my mind in regards to this specific, uh, transition and change, um, leading up to the event. So that's all prior to change. Then the day comes, there's more excitement growing. You feel a little bit more landed in your decision because you know it's getting to be real, real fast. And then the realness does the same thing. You won't be able to handle this, back out, don't go, cancel, book somewhere else. Um, take this as a, as a trip, not a move. Um, pretend it's vacation, like just all the things that you can do to try to make it safe because you feel very unsafe. Felt very unsafe. And so... I had some pretty tough moments. My partner had some pretty tough moments and we did our best to move through them and we did together. And then we finally got on the plane and did it. And in that moment I said to myself, okay, you, you're going to figure this out. You got this. You're going to figure this out. So I started leading. I started showing up well. I started just taking care of things. And then we get here and, uh, we are about in this current moment, about six weeks in, um, and, yesterday I mentioned is like one of those days where the, the fear kept in again, the fear dropped in. And the challenge with that all is that I don't feel like I'm allowed to have those experiences. Now look at my environment. Like, isn't it because I changed my environment? I'm supposed to feel beautiful and lively and thriving and loving life and pure bliss all the time. That's what I'm supposed to feel, isn't it? So why am I not feeling that? Why is it not that same way? Why is it not that all the time? Why? Can't I stare out to the, to the ocean all the day long? Well, cause I have a business to run. Oh, yeah. But like, can't you do both? And what about the stresses of everyday life? Like, aren't those supposed to be gone? Like, aren't you supposed to be just be thriving? So there's a lot of expectational, uh, experiences that are coming in as well in regards to, um, I guess that experience, a lot of struggle, a lot of discomfort, um, and a lot of tough time moving through feelings, truthfully. Touching on feelings, what are, what are some of the, the harder feelings you've had to move through? Mm, good question. Fear. Definitely fear. And fear in the sense of um, moving through, I guess, safety. Just being generally safe. Uh, feeling safe in my environment. Feeling safe with the language feeling safe in my business, feeling safe in my internal body. I feel just very unsafe in many ways. I feel very out of control. Um, so which creates a feeling of mm, overwhelm, scared again, mm -hmm. comes back to me. Definitely feels like scared is a dominant feeling and scared that I not only won't be able to make it work for me, but I won't be able to make it work for my partner. Therefore we won't be able to make all of this work. And then, then what? Um, fear of failing. So having to go back home, if this doesn't work, found, sounds like the ultimate sin. I definitely don't want to do that. Um, so mm -hmm. there's fear of what people would think of me, uh, fear mm -hmm. of people's, um, perspectives towards this journey. Like stop gloating. Like we get it. You're in Costa Rica. Like stop showing off fear of that judgment, um, mm -hmm. fear of 
not doing well enough out here and proving people's narratives I believe they have about me that um, it's not going to work. But, Mm -hmm. you know, good luck. It's not going to work, though. You'll be back. Uh, Those kinds of fears. And then um, fear about not performing well in my relationship out here, being lost in in it all. So not showing up and just becoming a bad partner. Um, Just like a lot of a lot of different areas. And then, of course, fear of the business not working, therefore having to go back, having to start from zero again. Fear of zero. Um, fear, fear of the depth. Turns out, scared's a big emotion. <laughs> I mean, man, that w- that was that was some just raw, true, authentic, and I think that a lot of people are listening to that, going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I just think that that is at the backbone of transition and change. Everything you just shared there—the fear of failure, the fear of judgment, the fear of. You know, and one part that wasn't shared there, and I have, I was writing notes as you were talking because I think you touched on so many beautiful points. One thing that wasn't shared in that fear of all those things, fear of failure, fear of judgment, all of the things that you kind of just listed there is the fact that some people won't engage in change because of the fear. Mm -hmm. Like you've already engaged in it. You're talking about going back. Some people can foresee failing and having to come back and go, I can't deal with that. I'm not even going to attempt to go. Mm-hmm. And that, and that is where like we can't, we, we won't even take the first step because we are already premeditated failing, right? It's almost this idea that if you, like I've always said to myself, like I've done some of the traveling that I've done, I've always said, if the worst thing is that I end up back exactly where I just left off, that doesn't seem that bad. Mm. And that actually gave me the courage to go, mm. right? But imagine I perceived that as a failure. Mm-hmm. If I was like, if I come back and the, if I come back to this point, I'm a failure. Well, one, maybe I don't go on the plane. Two, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't come back out of misery, uh, out of, out of pride or ego. Instead of coming back and just being like, oh, I tried and it didn't work, right? So much can sit in like just a, a, like you know the framing of how you're framing failure. You know, coming back to where you started, is that failure or is it not? And I think sometimes what we discount is we discount how much you can learn by just going out and coming back to the exact same spot. Yeah, because they go back to the same circumstance, but you don't come back as the same person. (laughs) And that was like, that's uh, that is the narrative that killed me in Toronto is that I knew I grew in many ways, but I felt like if I go back, then I'm going back to that same version of me mm-hmm. simply because I'm going back to those circumstances, which is so far from the truth, but it felt so true in the moment. It felt like, okay, I'm in Toronto. I can't make this work. If I go back though, then I'm just going to go back to who I was, not who I feel like I've been fighting to be and maybe mm-hmm. even who I've become. And that, feels like the ultimate backwards is going back to somebody who I used to be. And I don't want Mm -hmm. that. And in so many ways, this speaks to the narrative I've slowly been trying to unravel and work with is that the circumstances don't determine who I am. I do. So if whether I'm in a relationship or whether I have a business or whether I have a career or don't, or I live in a big home or I don't, none of that determines me or my value or who I am as a person. It's simply just what's around me. But I can change that as much as I want. Um, who I am is is either growing with it or not. 
it's kind of like the transitioning in seasons of like what season are you in some people still have that summer mindset that summer season when it's winter time they're like mm -hmm. latching on to that and that version of them because that one felt good this one doesn't so i got to make sure i'm not there even though the circumstances have changed it's still the same person um, but yeah that that fear of being who i was um I guess is like a predominant worry and concern based on that circumstance. If I go back there, I'll just be who I was and I don't want to do that. And oftentimes if you're going through a real change, you don't want to ever re-engage in the person that you're growing out of. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes we, we create this idea that it's the city isn't who you are. Growth is within Mm -hmm. the city is just a place right these environments are just places the growth is actually within right and your ability to view yourself as someone who is evolving and somebody who's growing and somebody who's going through death and rebirth and death and rebirth and you know and and building more grit and building more tenacity and building more optimism you know it doesn't matter where you are um if you can go to bed and you know physically in your body you are more capable, it doesn't matter where you would rest your head at night, whether it's somewhere you've been before or somewhere you haven't been. If you can just do the body scan and you can scan your environment and go, wow. And I think the really cool part actually is when you go back to an old environment, you can actually physically feel how different you feel. Mm -hmm. That is one of the coolest feelings when you're in an environment and you know the things you were thinking about last time you were in that environment and how you're like, wow, that doesn't even bother me anymore. You know, it's almost a great reminder sometimes to go back to some of these environments. But I do honor and understand that it's really hard to transition in the same environment sometimes. I've personally always enjoyed the idea of if I feel like I'm not really evolving to the person that I want to be and I have an idea of the kind of person that I want to be, leaving the environment that I'm in, finding another environment to become that person, and then being able to come back and be mm -hmm. the person that you know you you you, you can't because at that point you're you're not you're not teaching people who you want to be you are who you want to be mm -hmm. you know you're not i'm not you're not a part of the maybe transitional part of it and this is kind of bleeds into some of the challenges right like i think some of the challenges that i wrote is like the loneliness mm -hmm. right the loneliness of change is is tough some people don't want to face it some people don't like to be alone some people also can't be a part of your transition because they will not let you see yourself any other way than the old version of yourself. They will not let it go. They, they, cause, cause it makes them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. They're too comfortable with the person that you are right now. You, how you are right now fits their life and they don't want to go through change of dealing with you as a different person. Right? So sometimes you got to just let those people go in order to, become the person that you want to become. And then when you come back as a new version of yourself, you call them forward to accept the, ver the new version of yourself, the change that you've had. If they don't want to accept the change, then, then you can kind of start to create the new environment, you know, rebuild the foundation, rebuild the house with the new person that you want to be. And I've just always found that really hard in, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, in an environment when you're in it, changing is really hard because they make it even harder. Going back to what you had said about, um, you know, when you, you and uh, your partner had pre-planned the trip, right? A little bit too far in advance. It opened up the opportunity for a lot more doubt and a lot more stories, right? Yeah. <laughs> so much more 
And I always say this. This is so true. That's why, you know, I always say, like, you know, like my cousin taught me this a long time ago. He said, Anwar, when you're actually passionate about something, if you really, really care about something, be careful about who you tell that story to. If you want to start a new business and you're like, you have that, like, you have that motivation, you really want to do it. He's like, hold it close to your chest. Tell people that you value that are really close to you, but don't broadcast it. The more you broadcast things, the more they just want to tear you down. And, and make you believe that it's not possible. Make you believe that they're just going to start injecting all of their reasons why they are unable to change. They are unable to achieve what you want to achieve. You know, you open up the door for scrutiny. And then before you've even gotten it off the ground, you're like already feeling so shitty about it. And you can't even, you can't even, and then you're like, screw the change, man. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks I can't do it anyways. I'm going to forget about it. But if you, if you, if you, if you hold it close to your chest, you might be able to weather the storm long enough that you actually truly believe it now and so when the scrutiny comes and the self-doubt comes your belief system is already intact i've already i've already truly believed this Mm -hmm. right and i think we kind of went about i I think i shared this that that lesson with you too when we're going we're starting this podcast i said hey this is don't broadcast this is don't just keep it to ourselves until we can build enough momentum that we believe in this yeah right and then we'll start sharing to people and be like, okay, these are our ideas, this is what we're thinking, but we're already piloted, we're off the ground already, we're already going, we're not, now we're just adjusting because we've already decided we're mentally here, we're doing this thing, we're gonna go for it, we're gonna embrace it, we're gonna go, and once you're taking off, once the plane is kind of off the ground and in the air, you can't be like, hey, land it, I'm like, I'm kinda already up, like I'm kind of already off the ground, right? Versus while you're on the tarmac being like, hey guys, I'm gonna fly this plane, and they're like, ah, it's got no gas, you can't really fly, um, you can't do this. And now I'm like, you're right. Well, if I sh- don't take off, I don't have to deal with the problems, you know? Mm. But if once you're in the air, you're in the air. Your, your, your screen doesn't really, can't really, like, I'm not going to land now. I'm already up. I'm already mm-hmm. up in the air. Okay, I'll take on your feedback and I'll adjust from there. Um, 100%. And I, I think that like more air needs to be given to that journey of like transition and change tends to create loneliness. I think that there's like a double narrative in there as well that uh, the the challenge with that loneliness is we don't know in those moments um, how to incorporate other people into our journey. Um, and we have been, I think, taught many ways that we have to do it alone in order to find the answers. Uh, and in some, in many ways, I think that that kind of actually does a bigger disservice. So the loneliness is, uh, from my own experience, is very self-created and sometimes made it harder because I was so unwilling to um, have conversations with people and be in any kind of community. Um, I felt like I had to be in like a dark room for a really long time. That must be the way if I just go into my dark room, um, my dark basement, um, for however long I'll come out rebirthed when so much of the change we're looking for actually comes through the reflection of other people. And so it, it doesn't give us the opportunity to really know if that's something we value or not. So then eventually we come out of the darkness and it's actually not what we wanted. And it's like, wait, why did I even go there in the first place? Um, why didn't I just come to these people initially and just kind of make sure I have boundaries in place to know like this is the journey I'm on, but I am still looking for support and somebody to walk through this with. Um, so I think that that's one of the reasons for me it's felt so lonely is because I've avoided all of that. It's like this like um, hero's journey. I'm supposed to walk the fields and climb the mountains and slay the dragon all alone. Disney did a huge disservice to that. I was like, the hero does it alone. The hero is a solo journey. Um, mm-hmm. And it, 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 you know, it created a very individualistic society, which really hurt us because in those Disneys, it's us. It's the man. It's the man who's doing that journey. 
Um, so we have to do it alone. That's what we're taught. And that's tough. That's a tough man. That, it's not even just tough to experience. It's also tough to break. It's tough to transition out of that, to change out of that and know that community, it may be actually the actual best thing for you in that moment when you're going through that. Of course, community dependent depends on what that is for you, but. And in the masculine space, just to add to that, it's almost like we're rewarded by doing it alone. Oh, it adds yeah. to your masculinity box. It's like, oh, he did it alone. Ooh, that's a real man. Yeah. Wow. He really pushed through that on his own with no help. He did what with by himself? Like, yeah, that's so valid. Wow. Great, great, great addition into that conversation. That's good. Wow. Yeah. So it's uh, the hero journey is like, not only do we idolize it and try to, you know, achieve it, we're like rewarded for conquering that. Like, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that that, that speaks to the idea of what, like, I don't think that that's a modern approach at all. You know, I think that that's a very false story. I think that anybody you see that successful man or woman has a huge, you know, there's people behind them. Yeah. Um, I think that where I will say is that like most initiatives though are going to have to be taken solo. Right. I think every hero's journey does start with a personal legend. You know, oh, like fair. it does start with a, like you need to, 100%. you need to create the momentum on your own, but you will be so surprised at how many people want to help you with that. You know, right. once yeah. you align yourself with your, your vision and your, you know, your goals and your ideals for who you want to become, you're going to have to create, no one knows what you want to do with your life other than you. You got to create that. You got to create that momentum on your own. And that part is a solo journey. You have mm -hmm. to write that part on your own. But once yeah. you write that on your own, watch the passenger support, you know, watch the, you know, and I think it's easier to support somebody, you know, the, you know, the, there's a, a funny visual that comes to my mind of like Kevin Hart going like, help me, like help, <laughs> like he's talking about like, you know, the idea of, I think it's easier to help yeah. someone though when they have clear vision on what they want. Hey, right. Right. percent. If, if you're so aligned in what you want and your vision, it's very clear to me, man, being a supporting cast with a main actor who knows that their role is dope. Everyone, like you want, you want to see them win. Right, you want them to achieve what they want to achieve, but we think of it backwards. We think of it as they're not going to understand the my personal journey. They're not going to understand what I want. Um, I'll explain it to them when I get to the end. Yeah. And yeah, I'll go. I'll go through my dark journey alone, and then wonder why it's so difficult. But I'll tell them maybe later. Um, but I was really going through it. Um, it's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the approach that does us more harm than good. And so that the narrative that comes to me, a good reminder to close that is uh, it's always an and both. It's not an either or. It's an and both conversation and having the support while also knowing that there is some personal grit, some personal uh, effort that you're going to have to still put in and not heavily reliant on them for their support or for their validation is such an important um distinction to know of like i'll do it in pockets but i won't do it all the time because it's got to be an ad both
one more thing I want to add to the struggle part. There's challenges and fears that come with transition times, come with seasons changing, comes with change. We've talked about uh, discomfort. We've talked about some of the feelings that come through there, being scared of the dark, if you will, uh, the vulnerability that was shared. And for me, I really like the narrative of the seasons being like a death and a rebirth process of who you were and who you're trying to become, allowing that part to die. But something that kind of came to me was that, um, that, there's almost like uh, an air of the season being like almost struggle season. Like I got to struggle. I got a, um, I'm in struggle season, but I think a lot of times we get stuck in struggle season because struggle season means there's always something to accomplish. There's always something to overcome. So we almost get addicted to that season of uh, always having to overcome. And so something I just kind of want to maybe wrap around and offer as a different narrative is that, um, maybe more struggle isn't necessarily the season you need to walk into next. Maybe it's actually to create more peace and ease in your journey. And that's the season that you're maybe avoiding. So like your summer is struggle and that's where you just stay. Cause I like struggle. I like, yes. Yes. I'm a man of struggle and your season of change or transition to really maximize where you're going could be the opposite, not a new struggle, not a new challenge, um, in the sense of the ones you're used to, but instead stopping, that could be your struggle. That could be your next transition or your next season of, uh, growth or change. If, if, um, if that makes sense, I think I wrap that around, um, well enough for no. us to understand like the masculinity journey type experience and what we tend to do. So we feel like we have mm -hmm. to be struggling all the time. No, you said that beautifully. And I think if, it, you know, to, to give it some example or some like you know real life concept is if you've gone really good at the grind well the grind is no longer winter to you you're good at it what you're not good at what feels like winter to you is slowing down mm -hmm. right if you wake up and it's natural for you to give 12 six like 12 hours a day 10 hours a day you've gone used to like you've gone accustomed to that feeling well congratulations you've gone accustomed to the idea of grinding it out but guess what mm -hmm. on the opposite side of that is that you you have no idea what like relaxing is you have no idea what joy is you have no idea what fun is and so for that individual to kyle's point the change of the season the challenge that they have to embark on the fear is what if i work four hours less what happens the fear now becomes the challenge becomes how do i how do i show up more present for my relationships mm -hmm. right you we can get good at anything in life you can get good at grinding you can get good at relaxing the challenge and your opportunities on the opposite side usually, right? And if you are seeking a life of balance, you are seeking a life, you're, you're seeking a quality of life. Um, well, we know just working isn't going to do it. And we know just living isn't going to do it, right? There's a yin and yang between the two. And solving for that equation, solving for why is going to ultimately give you the answer, right? And it's never a defined line. It's never a destination. Sometimes you're going to be more on one side. Sometimes you're going to be more on the other. But just knowing where you're at, that self-awareness of understanding, like, okay, cool. This is the beginning part of my business. I do have got to give a little bit more attention right now. Like, it just started. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's been going well. My relationships are falling apart. I feel disconnected from my partner. I feel disconnected from my friends. I feel disconnected from my family. I got to switch here. I got yeah. to change this season for myself. I got to force a fall. <laughs> Get into the fall. Okay. Now that's going back well, cool. Can I find a balance? Mm. Okay, cool, right? I think that like one of the gateways to is um, into this conversation is that like if you're kind of like you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, ask yourself these questions. Do you fear the loss of control? 
And do you feel un- do you fear uncertainty? If you do, it's always going to be hard for you to transition and change. Because just just the idea of something being different, or the idea of losing the control that you you struggled so hard to gain, it's going to make you it's, you're just going to get stuck in that season. Those are the building blocks of getting stuck in the season, right? And I saw I was watching a YouTube video. I wish I could reference you know where it came from right now, but. It was talking about like as we get older, we start to resist this idea of change even more, right? Speaking to your point of safety and comfort, it's like this idea that we start looking for comfort and forever versus looking for life, you know? Mm -hmm. We start getting grounded in this idea of what does safety look like? I want comfort. And the example he gave is that when you're a kid, he's like, you're not seeking comfort. You just are Mm -hmm. seeking life. Right, so you're okay with what kind of comes like you're you're kind of like I, what's on the other side of that? Let me do that. What's on the other side of that? Let me do that. You're kind of constantly you're almost chasing change all the time. You're chasing transition, you know. Whereas we get older, it starts to turn on its head a little bit. It's like I fought so hard to get this. I don't want to rock the boat. I fought so hard to get this. I don't want to rock the boat. But we close the door on life. We close the door on experiences. We close the door on the beauty of it all. You know, so I think that understanding the loss of control in your relationship with it and understanding how you feel and how you react to uncertain times. And I think that what a powerful time in life, right? We are in the most uncertain era right now, I feel like in a long Mm -hmm. time. Everything is very blurry. Everything is very confusing. So if anything, take the confidence from making it through the pandemic that like you've already navigated uncertain times. You're already kind of in it. Right. So if you feel like, oh, I don't navigate uncertainty that well, hmm, you were kind of forced to the last couple of years, weren't you? Tons were uncertain. Right. If you can get through a global pandemic, you can get through the universe the same way remote work really just enhanced the speed of technology. Mm-hmm. I think what being in a world that was that uncertain has done for man, the humanity is that it's taught you that you can be uncertain and you can get you can get through it. So instead of doing it on an environmental level, instead of doing it in like the society way, do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Explore those uncertain areas of your life because everything that you do that's new is always going to be uncertain. That new job, that new relationship. Nothing we do in life that it like brings you true happiness or joy. I didn't know my best friends were going to be my best friends. I didn't know you, don't know. you don't know a lot of things. So we're always uncertain about what's on the other side. So if uncertainty just becomes a part of an experience for you, Oh, cool. I don't know yet, but it, I like the idea of it. That's cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And that gets you, that gets you from A to B a little bit. Such a good breakdown, such a powerful breakdown. And I think just kind of encapsulates the episode, uh, intention so well and just addressing it literally from, from the starting point to the end point in so many different ways. I think that you spoke to it so beautifully and finishing it off with like the topic of friends and how we don't know always what that we're in for with those specific experiences. And yet here we are having some of the best of friendships without knowing that in the first place and just kind of taking leaps of faith and leaps of intention and trying out new things and seeing what comes of if I go left instead of right today, it's, uh, 
Yeah, you said it so beautifully. And I you know, truthfully, I don't even know if I have much more to add on top of that to this conversation, because uh, I think that what you said there was so, so beautiful and so empowering. I felt empowered listening to you, I felt empowered to take on change and just be aware of the circumstances in which I've already done so in so many ways that we're just looking for proof, proof that it will work, proof that I can do it, proof that I can trust myself. And just relating that back to like, you didn't know that you were going to be friends with these people like you are, did you? No. How'd you get there? Oh, well, because you trusted you, you tried to get in there and you allowed change to happen and you worked through things and you tried, um, I don't know, new experiences with them, or you found somebody that was relatable. You didn't know it was relatable, but how did you do that? Well, you had to try and you had to move through that discomfort and that fear and that worry. You had to do all those things already. You're already been doing it all. You're just not paying attention to those spaces. Uh, you're more paying attention to what the fear has to say because it's a feeling than it is what your mind could say about what you've already been doing and already have done. You have so much proof and I love that. That proof concept is so powerful. So well said. This has been, yeah, this is just how you internalize that just even when you said that it just I just the leap of faith and the leap of intention I just think that there's a lot there man there's a lot there you know I think leaps of faith can take you into leaps of intention you know because when you take a chance whether it works or doesn't work it 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 recalibrates your intention of your next leap mm -hmm. right and it just becomes sharper and sharper you know it's like every leap of faith that you take you learn you don't learn makes you more accurate for your next leap of faith right but it's 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 not giving up on the relationship of leap of faith mm -hmm. continuously doing it don't give up on that despite the results that you're getting from that leap right we can get so jaded from taking a leap of faith and it not working out and and never want to take another leap of faith again you know and that's it speaks to the idea of like you know we don't fail we just we just we we win or we learn you mm -hmm. know and every leap of faith, if you take it with that intention, you take it with that uh, intentionality. And uh, every leap of faith, you, you take your lessons with you and you continuously take leaps of faith, understanding that, you know, we're on this earth for experiences. You know, getting to a point in life where you're in a season, you've been in that season for, you know, four or five years, maybe forever. I used to always, as a recruiter, I used to always admire those who were really happy in their job. They had the, they had everything. They had the, the money, the whatever, everything was perfect, but they would still take the call because they, they were like, I'm not learning anymore. I'm not growing anymore. I've, I've kind of, I've completed this season. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, it's good. It's sunny. It's like, you know, things are good. I don't need to rock the boat. It's great. But mm -hmm. that like curiosity for, I want to go back into the fall and like do this again. You know, I want, cause I know that I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, if you're not, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. So it's, I always, I love that. I love that mentality and that mindset. That is so beautiful to me of like not getting to a place of, nah, I'm just good here. Cause mm -hmm. you, you, you do, you do, you do limit the amount of experience that you can get in your life. And I think it's really, really cool if you can become adaptable, have the courage to be able to face your fears um, and the willingness to embrace that. Yes, through transition, it can be lonely, but when you get on the other side it like, would you rather be alone inside, but surrounded by a bunch of people or would you rather feel full inside, 
and surrounded by nobody? That's an interesting question to ask yourself. Hmm. Because one of them is fitting in regardless of how you feel. I'm alone inside. I don't actually like, I don't like who I am, but I'm surrounded by a lot of people. Or I'm full inside and I'm surrounded by nobody. But the last part about that is that that nobody bit is only for a short period of time. Mm. And then your new environment creates. Mm -hmm. And now you're full and you're full. Mm -hmm. And that's a way, that's a really cool experience to live. Mm. Interesting. I like that little shift there. That was cool. I like that. That almost sounds like that might be your golden nugget of the day. And let, you got something more powerful than that to finish this bad boy? Um, no, man. I think that that's like, I think there's been a lot of pwn, like, you know, conversation. I've obviously, I feel very close to this conversation for a lot of reasons. Because um, you're going through your agent. own kind of a change right now too, right? Yeah, I'm going through change right now. But even before that, I think the reason why I'm enabled, my, I'm, I have the courage to change my environment if I don't feel comfortable mm. with it is it started a long time ago, you know, being able to be a kid and I, you know, worked so hard for a certain level of acceptance within a certain group of people. And then, you know, my mom said, we're packing a bag, we're going to Winnipeg. I just felt like, what? I just, like, I just created an environment though. Like, how am I going to do that again? And then you go to Winnipeg and you fight for another environment that you're looking for. You fight, you grind it out, you get that environment that you're looking for. And then you get comfortable with that environment and you know you start being called forward like well what do i want to do with my life and now i'm now i'm seeking growth right the first transition i had was like rip and replace it was it felt like mother it felt like mother nature it was like it's becoming fall now you don't have a choice summer's <laughs> over pulled out you're coming here whoa okay that's like that's like that transition was like wow that's forceful but i'll do it the second one was like i was seeking something i wanted growth and i knew i had to like rip the band-aid off i knew i had to like in order to get that, I had to lose this, you know? So it was almost like a self-driven seek of transition and change and mm -hmm. growth, right? So it was a different kind of growth. And then I traveled, you're alone, but let's recreate that environment again. Let's use those same exact tools again. Rebuild, rebuild, and whoo, damn, I did it again. Another, another continent, whoa. And I just think that every single one of those transitions has made me stronger and stronger and made me more bold and more bold to, you know, cause then after that I moved to another city, brand new, came to Toronto, never lived in Toronto, but it was like that, I can, I could just feel that decision becoming easier and easier. I was like, well, I've done it twice now. So going back to your proof of concept idea, it's like, I've already done this. Mm -hmm. I've already done this multiple times. I can do it again. And you become, you start to bet on yourself and you start to really accept that change is a, is worth it. Cause every time you conquer something, it's like, Oh my God, like, wow, the person that I've become you know um but it was always under the premise that if i had to go back to where this all started it wouldn't be a failure because i'm challenging myself and, th and we're here for a short time and i'd rather i'd rather die swinging than you know die not trying um and that's just kind of how i've always been so i think to 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 wrap up my you know takeaways i would encourage you to Seek out the feeling of becoming somebody who's adaptable and someone who's willing to grow under the pressure versus somebody who is 
trying to be in control of every single narrative in your life because you're way better off having all the different outfits for the different weathers and knowing, okay, I'll put on what outfit at what time and kind of becoming that person than to go to bed being like, it better be sunny tomorrow and it not be sunny tomorrow. Because that forcefulness, that control that you're trying to look for, it's a tough expectation to, to, to uphold. Um, and yeah, adaptability and trusting yourself and betting on yourself. It's fun. And you, <laughs> the growth that you see in yourself is cool. I love that. Ugh, there's so many things I want to say and I feel like I could just keep talking about all of those concepts and break it all down. There's so much value there, but I love that the way you wrapped it up and um, there's only one thing that uh, I want to add to this conversation uh, that came to me as we were discussing about it is that um, as you move through everything Anwar just said, the grit, the um, next steps, the growth, the uh, willingness to kind of walk into those journeys and try and grow is that when you do so, when you try to find that as your next step, when you try to calibrate in your mind, that's what you're going to do and what you're going to try unfortunately not unfortunately but the way that we're wired is for safety so thinking all about the negative things is where you're going to go it's not by choice it's by human and when that happens first and foremost can we accept that that's okay that all we're doing in that moment there's actually a positive intent in that it's just trying to keep us safe and then from there because we're so busy embracing the negative possibility, can we then start to introduce positive possibility? Because we don't even go there sometimes. And that's been such a overriding narrative for me is I get lost in the negative possibility. It takes me out. I have a difficult time. And then I end up just having the feeling pass and then I just move on and okay, perfect, it's gone. Without trying to intentionally inject positive possibility into the process, and that is really what helped this journey leading to where we are now as she sits next to me being here in costa rica is that she asked me and injected in me a lot of positive possibility that got uh, me into a safer mindset around yes there are things to worry about but yes there are also so much things to look forward to and possibility on that side and can i see that too so that's the question that I'll, I'll leave with is, can you also be willing to see the positive possibility in any endeavor that you attempt to move into, whether it's an internal change or an external change? And that's the podcast, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We talked about transition and change coming off the last episode, which was self-awareness, self-development. Uh, powerful conversation. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this with us. We're excited to bring you next week's episode. It's going to be just as hot fire flames working off of this episode. And we have some pretty powerful guests coming for you. But for now, don't forget to like, subscribe, download, follow us everywhere, and let us know what your current transition is. What season are you in? What change are you going through? And how you are working through that. We love to share your stories on here. So send us an email, modernmasculinity at gmail.com. The C is a K to represent the masks we wear as men. Send us, DM us on Instagram, follow us, and we look forward to hearing from you. And we'll see you in the next episode.
What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Masculinity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to join us next week as we put out content every single Wednesday. Our goal with this platform is to create a community to support men on their journey of becoming conscious kings. And in saying so, if you took any value out of this episode or previous episodes, please share, download, subscribe. And if you're feeling really up to it, go ahead and leave a review. You can follow us at Modern Masculinity. Remember, the K, it's with a K, not a C, to represent the mask that we wear. And like always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week.